All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Intelligence Your Life, the podcast. I'm Gib Gerard here with none other than John Tesh. Coming up today, though, we're going to tell you about the newest thing that will help your workout. It's called social facilitation. We'll explain. Uh, also, something really, really important, a brand new study, a giant study. 44,000 people were studied, and they came up with one thing that we can all be doing. It's the easiest thing you've ever heard of to increase your performance at anything you want to be good at. Ooh. We have that information coming at you later. Uh, and yeah, but also before we do any of that, John, you ran into a couple of people at breakfast this morning that we were just <laughs> talking about before we started this. And I think people need to hear these stories. Oh, this is, you know, it's like even back, it brings me back to the Entertainment Tonight days. Yeah, I ran into Paul Stanley from Spotted. Kim, Paul Stanley from Kiss and, uh, and Rod Stewart from Rod Stewart. Um, and it's we we live in that area where like between uh, the Kardashians and or one of the Kardashians and Charlie Sheen and Paris Hilton and John Voight and they all go to the same Starbucks. <laughs> so um, yeah, Connie and I were up there and we ran into. We didn't say hi to Rod Stewart, but we but um, we sort of gave it gave him the uh, hey we know who you are, dude. Yeah. Um, but uh, Paul Stanley happens to be a great guy, and his kid learned to swim in our pool, and he's just a great dad. You know him, and 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 his uh, his son went to the school you went to, mm-hmm. uh, Harvard Westlake, and and um, and yeah, his, was, actually, yeah. he, so being a rock star, he's got several generations of kids uh-huh. based on which whatever his situation might be at any given point. So, uh, not only did his kids go to school with me, he has a kid that goes to school with my kid. Oh my gosh! So. Wow. So in addition to having, in addition to that, his, his like new generation of kids, he has a kid in, in, that was with, in my daughter's class. Well, and the people that were at the, um, at the deli where we, where we were having a meeting, they were just, oh, yeah, Paul Stanley, Ron Stewart, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, that's, the, that's the spot. So everybody, move to Los Angeles, Blake and that could, be yeah. your, that could be your yeah. Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, please. Hey, you were talking about um, social facilitation. Yes. And you and I, I've actually I experienced this not long ago. Um, and you guys want to listen carefully to this because you can really hack your workout, any workouts. You don't have to be in the gym. You could be – when we were on vacation, Connie and I decided that we were going to uh, – we talked about this last podcast, I think. We were going to take uh, Pilates, reformer Pilates, not mm-hmm. mad Pilates. And, right. And I, I realized how much I needed it because I'm, I'm just – I'm out of balance. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't even – I can stand on one leg anymore. It's just your so hips much, are really weak. They are, my hips are weak. Yeah. In fact, uh, when I did the Pilates thing just the other day – I was the only one that couldn't get my leg up, but I'm getting stronger. Um, but social facilitation was was in effect there. Uh, it's the tendency to perform better when you know you're being watched. And of course, in a Pilates class and and even in a spinning class and stuff like that, you've got the you know the instructors looking at you, right? So according to sports psychologist Dr. Judy Van Radel, who studied this, she says it's why when you run with a friend who's a little fitter than you. You run faster or you try harder in an exercise class, like I said, when the instructor is walking around. Um, and so she says if you have trouble with motivation when you're working out, um, pays to exercise in a group or with a friend, social facilitation. And you and I, you and I have this you know, when, when we go to a gym together, yep. even if we're not doing the same exercise. I know, never are. I, I know that you're, you're there, mm-hmm. right? And, um, and it, it, it amps me up. Oh, it, absolutely. And, it, and I think working out in a crowded gym, you have access to – uh, a gym that that nobody else can work out in, and yet, um, and yet you go to a gym to meet me sometimes because of that feeling of a lot of people are working out. I'm going to work out harder when it happens. 
knowing that you're there too, I don't leave as early as I might have otherwise. Sure. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. if he's still doing reps, you know, I'm, I gotta, I gotta grind a couple more out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it, it really is it really is true, and it's it's why a lot of people. It's why a lot of people that play team sports and all the way through from college and professional careers, as soon as they are done with their athletic career, a lot of times they gain like 40 pounds of fat because all they ever had was social facilitation. Right. All they ever had was right. was the desire, like that team mentality of like <laughs> pushing each other and being better. I'm laughing because I'm remembering. I was trying to think of who I ran with and said, when I was, you know, I loved, I used to love to run marathons when my ankles still worked. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, that six mile loop. Yep. Right. Which is just amazing in the park, yep. right? Yep. Central Park. Um, and so when I was training, and you really have to train. I mean, I guess you could do you could do less now, but you really got to do forty miles at least a week if you're mm-hmm. going to want to finish with any sort of time. So there was a guy that I was running with, Lloyd Kramer, and um, and and we. <laughs> We used to do this thing because a lot of times you're, you're running fast enough that you can't really talk to each other, right? Right. Uh, and if you're I, running well, you're running and too I, fast. And, I, and, I, and I, I definitely had social facilitation with him because he was a little bit, he was a little bit faster. But it occurred to me, the reason I'm laughing is that it, it occurred to me on one of our runs, right? We both worked for for WCBS in New York, and we had both worked in Nashville. And it occurred in the middle of one of our runs that we had both. Wait for it. I'm waiting. I'm at the We had both dated Oprah. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew that was coming. And it just occurred to me just now that um that, that is it's what are the chances the two guys who meet in New York, right? I mean, was was Oprah dating everybody? Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. don't tell. What was Spegman? What's his name? <laughs> Stedman. Stedman. I didn't want this to be a, an entertainment show. It looks like it is all yeah, of a sudden. All of a sudden, yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, look. I mean, it's it's social facilitation. Well, it works for people who have both dated Oprah, <laughs> but it also works for just your friend that you go to the gym with. Anything you can do in order to push well, each other. I, I, listen, I, I Encourage your friends to date Oprah. I, 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 I went out. Okay, Oprah and I were, were fellow reporters in Nashville. I went out, we went out like five times or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and, uh, you know, Lloyd d- dated her for like uh, three years. So it really wasn't a, you know, a, a, a competition. Um, but I should tell you, and I don't want to. I don't want to bash Nashville because wait, was wait. I'm sorry. I hate to. I hate to interrupt you. But if you had both dated Oprah for the same time, would it have been a competition? <laughs> no, 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 no. You're right. Sorry. Um, anyway, uh, you know, back in the day, and this was 1974. Um, if Oprah and I went out to a um, to a diner, you know, depending mm-hmm. on where it was in town, yeah, there were people that would leave. You know, uh, yeah. a, a white man and a black woman, uh, you know, out out having breakfast together or something like that. You know, which which uh, which was it, sad. It's yeah, very it was, sad. It's I mean, it's ridiculous that even in the seventies that was happening. And it's, what's crazy is that that kind of stuff still happens today. Yeah, you know, I yeah. I, I don't understand. But. And we just took a left turn. So social well, facilitation is, and I took us there. Social facilitation is what we're talking about, and you can use it. To date to, Oprah. To, no, to work out. You brought it back again. I did. To work out well, look, more, more. Okay. Have your friends encourage you to date Oprah. She's got her own private Hawaiian <laughs> island. So uh, if that's all the encouragement you need. Yeah. And all the and, and all the woman I need is Connie Selleck. Okay. There we go. There we all, go. Right, all right. Um, okay. So let's, speaking of dating, let's talk about uh, a dating term okay. that, that, is, that is really timely. Uh, you know, we've had what we've had. Uh, what are some of the dating terms that we've had? Submariner, a submariner, somebody who just sort of shows up. You know, after you've broken up, you know, years ago. All those ghosting, ghosting, ghosting is very common. But zombie dating is one of our more interesting ones. That's right. where they come back from the dead. Right. Um, this one is called uh, turkey drop. <laughs> and you know, I wish we had the WKRP theme song. If you know. think about this, you're going to be able to guess what it is. It's a, it's 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 a, a dating term. 
it's called turkey drop. It's a term that has its roots in college relationships. So one partner decides to end the relationship before the couple goes their separate ways for the holidays. It's the turkey drop. It typically happens when Thanksgiving rolls around. But college kids aren't the only ones affected by this. Dr. Michelle Karoulis is a professor of counseling at Northwestern University. She says holiday stress pushes many couples to their breaking point. 100%. And since the holidays truly begin with Thanksgiving, there is a spike in, in breakups. So Karula says the holidays holidays put a lot of pressure on all of us, right? You got uh, family yeah. gatherings, bringing somebody home. Uh, you got workplace parties, purchasing gifts for each other. And so if you're not 100% sure, exactly. then you get then the other person gets the turkey drop. There are so many factors at play. I mean, think I think about this. There are plenty of people that I've dated where I knew that I would never bring them home to meet my parents. Like I never, I knew, I knew that those, this was not one of those people. And everybody has dated somebody. Are we going like to talk that. about the credentials no, now or no? Well, no, no, no. Just, okay. just a quick, but it's just like this is not the kind of person. And there's something about the holidays. Well, wait, wait a second. So what's not the kind of person that now that we're doing a podcast, I can ask you longer questions? Okay. <laughs> I mean, we it's it, it maybe it's just somebody that you're not as into or that you're that maybe you're dating, but it's not a future. Yeah, a future. you know, there's no future. Did she know there was no future? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, okay. but, but by the way, this has been done to me too. Okay. So all right. So the, all right. The, there's just this, but everybody has had that moment where they're like, well, I know. And there's something about the, the holidays when you're going to go home and see your family where it makes you look at your relationship in those terms. You go, is this really somebody that I want to bring home to meet my family, to be, you know, to sit and break bread with them? And, and a lot of times, look, uh, that there's a reason there's a term for this. A lot of times the answer is no. Or maybe there's somebody you're dating that you know is not going to put the best, what's the word I'm looking for? Not make the best impression at the work party. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so when it comes time to the Christmas party, now instead of having the hard conversation of, I want to keep dating you, but I don't want to bring you around my work friends or my family, you just say, you know what? That's fine. Maybe, you stop, maybe you stop dating crack addicts. Maybe that's the okay. Thing. So maybe, yeah, not actual crack addicts, but some things along those lines. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is uh, for people who don't know, um, Connie uh, Gibbs' mom, my wife, is very transparent. Yes. So there's not gonna should, there's not gonna be any barrier between how she feels and what her right. face does. Right. So you maybe don't want to bring somebody around that's gonna have to deal with yeah, that so those I, kinds yeah, of yeah, questions. I got you. I got you. So you it, yeah, maybe you haven't even asked those questions and you're scared that that person's gonna ask and you don't want right. to know the answer. That's right. That's right. That's the turkey drop. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> let us. But wait know. a sec. You okay. put me under fire here. Have you never had an experience like that where something made you realize that this was not a person that you wanted to spend more time with? Yes. Because yeah. of the, yeah. yeah. I was just thinking. I was just. I, was I just feel like I was in the hot seat. And and I, but but I I did the exact opposite. I I brought her home. Okay. Um, and, and my dad spent the whole time with an eyebrow raised, Yeah, you know, um, which he was, he was really good at. Um, but I've, you know, listen, I, I've been dumped far more times than I've, I've, uh, ghosted anybody, you know, and I was a coward. So the, I, I never said, Hey, we can't go out anymore. I just sort of vanished. Right. It really is a coward's way out. Ah, so the turkey drop. The turkey Have drop. you done the turkey drop? <laughs> I haven't done the turkey drop. I've done no. the turkey drop. I've been turkey drop, and I've done the turkey drop. Okay. All right. And if you've done the turkey, the turkey drop, please uh, let us know. Facebook.com slash John Tesh. And uh, don't use any last names if you, if you don't mind. Or, or do and link their Facebook profile so we can check them out. And, and you know, we, we, we have been talking about uh, relationships here, early relationships, uh, later relationships, dropped relationships. Um, we now know that the racy picture that you sent to your new love interest uh, was shared at least three with uh, three other people. Now, this is according to the journal Sexual Health, who studied this. They studied, it's a big study, they studied 6,000 singles 
And Gib, they found when somebody sends a racy picture, 75% of the time they expect it to remain private. Would, but, 75% of the time. But two, yeah, right. About two out of three people say they worry that if their sexy picture was made public, it could ruin their reputation. Of course. But then one out of every four people has sent somebody a picture with at least partial nudity. And this is just people admitting to it. So you know you yeah. have to multiply that by two at least. So men, as, as you might think, men are twice as likely to share a racy photo. Um, and it's just something to, to think about before you, uh, before you hit send. Wait a second. You know? 75% of the people that send the racy photo are expecting to remain private. It's like, is a, are a quarter of these people sending racy photos going, yeah, show whoever. You know, if you know anybody that, that wants to get me into new modeling, I let I me know. know. I know a couple of guys like that. My, <laughs> my friend Lenny's like that. He's, he's, he's like, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He, we're going to break up eventually. He, he takes it up a full 10%, <laughs> just him. <laughs> this is a feature, this is a feature of, of, of newer dating that just did not happen back in the day. Just, because we all carry around these these HD photo cameras in our pockets everywhere we go that can instantly send a picture of anything, whether it's our, our meal or something else, to whomever at any given point. Before, you'd have, people were just weren't doing this. You'd have to go. You'd have to take a picture with film. You'd have to get the film developed. You'd have to involve the U.S. government by buying a stamp. You'd have to involve the kids that, that process it. Yes. That's what always stopped me. Right. So... so <laughs> There was a time when, when the, the barrier for this kind of thing was so high that like really only people who really wanted to send boudoir pictures would send boudoir <laughs> pictures. Well, boudoir picture is fine. You have pictures saying they're sending genitalia to each yeah, other. Yeah, I, I, I was being polite with the boudoir oh, pictures, but yeah. Yeah, it's a podcast. You can yeah. say genitalia. Yeah, okay. But, but listen, I, 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 I went to Studio 54. Yep. I, I lived an on-the-edge lifestyle for a while when I was 23 because we were all in the newsroom together, and we'd mm-hmm. go out, and we'd party and do stuff. like. It's New York City, right? But there was never a moment when I thought, let me take a picture of any part of me naked and send it to somebody. I don't, you know, I, and so when I, when I see the, like the Anthony Weiner story where right. he's just it's sending pictures, I mean, it's like, how much alcohol and drugs do you have to consume before right. you do that? Well, I, I don't even think it has to do with the alcohol and the drugs because he sent he was sending pictures from the congressional gym. By the way, <laughs> is that right? Uh, uh, it, it's it, I missed that. I, note. I think it's about. I think at a certain point it becomes like a drug in your head. Uh, the the attention does, right? And they just that that that's what. That, but there's also there's also people who are in long distance relationships and want to maintain a level of of intimacy. And they do that with pictures. We're Plus, I don't look dancing. that. I don't look. I mean, listen. Anytime, I, I don't look that great. So I, I would send pictures from like Men's Health or something. You know, <laughs> that's me. That's me. Really, that looks a lot like. I think that's Mark what, Wahlberg. I, I think that's what people do. Uh, anyway, so uh, that's the that's that's that study. Of, I just can't believe that it's okay to sh- that people think it's okay to share it. Yeah, apparently twenty five percent say that. They're, they're, yeah. Yeah. So that's the that's the latest on. Uh, I guess you would call that sexting. A uh, study of six thousand people. Um, you know, the, um, uh, there's a, there's a piece that I want to do about, um, it's, it's about hacking, well, it's ha- hacking your brain, uh, basically. So, um, if you struggle to stay positive, I, we were just, I was just listening to a, a, um, a podcast from one of our, our favorite pastor friends, and he was talking about always, always trying to stay in joy, you know, and it sounds like, oh gosh, how can I be joyous about, about this thing? But negativity how many studies have we seen on negativity? Give it's, I mean, it's, it is it is an emotional cancer. Well, yeah, and, and 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 literally too. I mean, they're saying that you know if you're if you're worrying all the time, if you're negative all the time, if you're ruminating all the time, it, it cancer cells love stress. Yeah, 
you know, and uh, it also makes you eat well, more. And emotional just, stress affects yeah. your physical health. I yeah. mean, that we, we, yeah. we, how many times have we done pieces that, that show that? So, so negativity adds to emotional stress. Right. And so there is, so there is a, a solution to this. And here's a, a, cup, a couple of great hacks if you want to stay more upbeat and be positive every day. So, uh, and of, of course, as always, some of this stuff sounds uh, way too simple, but it really works. So twice a day, experts say take a minute – to write down your thoughts as they come to you. Don't pick and choose. Don't analyze them. Just jot them down as you're thinking and feeling them. Mm-hmm. This is from psychologist Dr. Tim Sharp. He says, this action helps you build awareness of negative thought patterns. Oh, my gosh, I'm being negative about this. I had no idea, and that's what's in my brain. He says, you can't change something if you don't realize you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And then he says, every night, write down three things you're grateful for. And we've talked about the gratefulness journal. Yeah, You I mean, do, do that every day, and you key. train your brain to always look for positives rather yeah. than negatives. I love that. Well, that, and stream of consciousness journaling is just a good practice. It's, and journaling in general is great, and if you can do it without without editing it as much as possible, it's going to be better. And it'll make you a better writer. It'll make you a better thinker. And and I now we know, according to this study, it'll make you a more positive person. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then I've the second tip, is one that I was telling Connie about, and uh, she was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this. You put a rubber band on your wrist, right? And then you snap it against your wrist every time you're aware you're thinking negatively. So psychologists say a small dose of physical pain can be a cue that you're wallowing in negative thought patterns, and then you actively think of something positive so you don't have to snap it again. It's aversion therapy. Yeah, you know, I took Psych 101 and 201 at NC uh-huh, State, and uh-huh. it, we got to shock people. It was awesome. <laughs> now, wait, were you getting to shock people, or were they having actors come in and pretend to be shocked to oh. see how you guys would behave? Oh, were you I, the experiment? Oh, oh, wait, this sounds like an episode of Fringe. Yeah. No, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure they were, they were, they were really angry, um, but they got paid 50 bucks, so you know, we shocked them. I'll be honest with you. I'd let you shock me for 50 bucks. <laughs> well, in 1970? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's like, so what, is that? what is that now? It's like $300. Okay, now. there you go. 300 bucks. And I can, we were shocking them a lot. Um, so anyway, that's the... Whatever, aver- man. That's the, <laughs> that's, the, that's the aversion therapy. You put a rubber band on your wrist, and every time you're aware you're thinking negatively, you snap it. So at, at the end of the day, with this physical pain and the process of journaling, you make yourself more positive. You get rid of the negative thoughts, which by, in turn makes you more positive. And, and ultimately, you'll be emotionally healthier. And now we know... We know that that also make you physically healthier. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So if you see, see somebody snapping snapping a rubber band all the time on their wrist, you know what's uh, you know what's what's going on. Um, and speaking of changing habits, I love this tip. If you want to change a behavior or you want to uh, solidify a new habit, you should practice it in the morning versus the evening. Oh yeah. Because and I I didn't know this, but you're more likely to stick with it. So mm-hmm. it, it, so according to a study in the journal Health Psychology. People were asked to start a new stretching routine, right? Mm-hmm. And those who committed to stretching every morning picked up the habit more quickly than those who stretched every evening. You got to. The researchers think it's because of the stress hormone cortisol. So that is, cortisol is highest first thing in the morning. It rises as it we wake up. That's what wakes us up. That's what wakes us up. Yeah, right. So the study shows that as our ups and downs of cortisol can affect how successful we are when adopting uh, a new behavior. So if you're trying to start a new healthy habit, the researchers found it's best to incorporate it as a part of your morning routine rather than evening, as oh. I said. Okay, but how many times have we, have we lived this out? I mean, how, you, you and I just had this conversation last month where you said to me, you know, if I can just get up and get to the gym in the morning, I know I get to the gym, I know that I do it, but if you, if you wait, you, you, maybe you go 50% of the time, right? Yeah, yeah it's true. It's true, and, that's, and I've tried all this stuff where it's, um, you know, leaving my, leaving my workout clothes right by the side right. of the bed so I trip right. over them. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, so that's the thing, right? If you you get it out of the way first thing in the morning, and then you don't have to think about it for the rest of the day, and you've started. That's the other thing. You started your day on a win, mm-hmm. so it makes you that's it makes Navy you Seal like thing, to do yeah. it yeah. exactly. Yeah. So if you, whatever that habit may be, just setting a goal and accomplishing it first thing in the morning is going to make your whole day better, and it's going to make you like to do it the next day. Doing it last thing at night is always going to feel like a chore. Like, oh, one more thing. You know what I mean? Uh, sure. Yeah. So this is, this, I, I'm 100% on board with this. And here's part two of this from the researchers. They say you can help yourself even further by surrounding it, um, this behavior, with the same, uh, in the same context every day. Meaning uh-huh. if you want to start walking for 30 minutes in the morning, you do the same things every day to ingrain that behavior. So wake up, brush your teeth, see a note on the mirror telling mm-hmm. you to go for a walk, put on your shoes, which are by the door, and then you head out on your walk. It's what I was saying about, about leaving your clothes you know, in a, in a pile yep. right by the bed. Right? I, I set it in a pile in the bathroom and I have this little app that makes me get out of bed in the morning in order to uh, stop the alarm from going off. I have to get up and take a picture of something. And in order to get that, I, I go to a place where my gym clothes are and I have to put them on. That's just it. So Jane Kirshner uh, sent us a Facebook message uh, and she writes, Hey, uh, John, a while back, you said that walking upstairs can help you lose a pound a week. How does that work again? Well, Jane, I'm going to tell you, and for those of you who might have missed it on the radio show, it's health intel we got from Dr. James Levine, who wrote the book, Move a Little, Lose a Lot, and you'll love this solution. Our show today is, of course, brought to you by Be Frugal. John, you and I are big-time online shoppers. I think we've talked about that enough, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, if you're an online shopper like us, you have got to try Be Frugal Cashback. It's basically, if you shop as much as we do, it is free money. Be Frugal lets you earn up to 40% cash back on your purchases from over 5,000 stores. And that includes, are you ready? Our favorite, Amazon. It includes yeah, Walmart. See, there we go. It that's includes that, right. Target. It includes Macy's. It's got plenty more, so you're going to have to check it out. Simply find the online store where you want to shop. You click the link from BeFrugal.com's website, and you activate cash back and complete your purchase. You can even stack your coupons. So if you know, get cash back and get the best deal possible. Then money, uh, the money will then report on your BeFrugal account within a few days, and it becomes payable within 30 to 90 days. But it's cash back for something you're doing anyway. If you online shop, this, why wouldn't you? You have to do this. But you can request the money from check, PayPal, Amazon. Uh, I, I get paid. A, can I tell you something? I get paid a lot in Amazon gift cards. There's a couple of things that I do, little side hustles, and they pay me an Amazon gift card. Oh, wow. And you know what? It's worth it. I mean, side I absolutely. Side hustles. Yeah. Oh. Uh, be frugal's tea. You're not taking pictures of your of your body or anything. Nobody's right? going to pay for that. Okay. Uh, but if you have any questions, you can access helpful customer support from Be Frugal's team of U.S. based specialists. If you're already shopping online, why like why why are why are we not doing this? Why is yeah, not everybody doing this? I know. I just I I I was adding up how much money I lost by not doing this yep. ages ago. Yeah. yeah. So you'll never never shop online without Be Frugal again. Shop through Be Frugal this holiday season. You got to buy all those gifts. Buy them online with Be Frugal. Take advantage of the highest cashback rates of the year. And don't forget, you can use Be Frugal and still shop from the stores that you like. You just it. use the Be Frugal website as your portal in order to make I, the money back. I, so I visit. Heard. BeFrugal.com slash Tesh, and you get a $10 bonus offer when you join for free. That's BeFrugal, B-E-F-R-U-G-A-L.com slash T-E-S-H today. And you know how I'm going to remember BeFrugal.com slash Tesh? How? Memory Rescue. Of course. Yeah, well, you guys remember Dr. Daniel Amen. We've had him on this show. We've had him uh, on a couple of our other shows that we do. Uh, And he is literally a brain genius. He's got a genius brain about genius brains. So uh, your brain... That's all he studies. He's just... yeah, Yeah. And his conclusion is your brain's history is actually not your brain's destiny. So maybe... Maybe you're bad at math. Maybe you always forget where your keys are. That doesn't mean that you have to always be bad at math. It doesn't mean that you always have to forget where your keys are. You can actually make your brain better. 
neural elasticity, neuroplasticity is something that, that is that more research is being done on, and he's one of the leading guys on it. And he will he has ways to actually train your ma- brain and make it better, get better. This is all from in the brand new book from New York Times bestselling author Dr. Daniel Amen. And the new book that he has written is titled Memory Rescue. And listen, if you want to uh, hear Dr. Uh, Dr. Amen uh, be interviewed, you just uh, check out. I can't remember what date it is, but Gib did a, um, a whole podcast on, mm-hmm. on him, and he's just. He really knows how to communicate. I love his PBS specials, and oh. so uh, this this book is awesome. I remember meeting him. He's, I mean, just he's absolutely incredible. So if you're at risk, if you think you're at risk of memory loss, you have memory loss in your family, like I do, or you're even noticing that you're starting to get memory loss issues, this book will offer answers that can improve your memory immediately and decrease decrease your risk of future mem- memory related problems or diseases. That's pretty amazing. And if you, you it's not your fate. Eamon's answers are based on proven clinical results from the tens of thousands of patients he has treated in his clinics, the Eamon Brain Clinics across the whole country. So we really want to get you this book. So go to www.memoryrescuebook.com. You get Memory Rescue from there. Author Daniel Eamon is a board-certified psychiatrist. He offers these proven methods to rescue your memory. You get a copy of Memory Rescue today at www.memoryrescue.com because your brain's history does not have to be your brain's destiny. It's available there, online, or wherever books are sold. Our show today is also brought to you by Canvas Pop. Go to canvaspop.com. Look, we have all these pictures, and you you like the photo books, right? That, that's my go-to gift for, for Christmas and Mother's Day and all that stuff. All right, so we have, these, we have all of these photos, and they're all in digital format. We never know what to do with them, but wouldn't you love to have it on a decorative pillow or even better, Print it out onto an actual piece of canvas that you stick up in front in your home and have it up there. Well, Canvas Pop can do that. You can even you can even print directly off of Instagram. Uh, you can get canvases printed prints of your images done off of Instagram right away. So go ahead and check out CanvasPop.com. Send them a high res photo. Maybe it's of your mom and you get it for her for Christmas. She would love that. That's something she would actually you know actually like instead of a, an iPhone or maybe she wants an iPhone, Apple Watch. Maybe she doesn't want an Apple Watch. Get her Canvas Pop instead. What do you what do you what do you think about that? You're looking, I'm looking at right I'm, now. I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at somebody who put their uh, put uh, like four pictures of a dog on a on a throw pillow. And I'm Why just thinking, not? I'm, I'm just thinking Betsy Chase, our executive producer. Man, she would just love this. Perfect. And, and there's all there's also what better way to immortalize your dog than a than a pillow, a throw pillow? Yeah. There's a there's also um, uh, framed uh, photos in in a, in, a, in a kitchen, and and the, the the best thing about Canvas Pop right at this moment is. There are all kinds of coupons and deals available. Right. So um, go ahead and yeah. check out canvaspop.com. Don't let your photos die inside of your phone. Don't let them die on your camera roll. Get them printed out and have them be a living memory of people and, and pets or whatever it is. Maybe there's a really cool image you found online and you would like to see that on your wall. Hey, guess what? Canvas Pop can make that happen. Well, there's a thing called triptych canvas art. Do you know what that is? I don't. You Tell can, me about you, it. You can, it's, it's, a, it's like a giant canvas print. And you can fill a large space in a room with this thing. I'm doing this. Yeah. Huh. This is a phenomenal way to get yeah. it out of your phone. And also, um, uh, what's the point of having such high quality pictures so you can stare yeah. at it in a, in yeah. a three by five I, I love phone? This. I love this website. Here's what I'm doing after our, our Hawaii trip I'm going to make a collage for mom. Don't tell her. Um, okay. And you can we know say, she doesn't listen to this. Yeah. I'm looking at this to say, you know, you can save 50% uh, on orders of $100, $100 or more. Boy, this is great. Canvas I want to work, work for these guys. <laughs> Technically, you do. Canvaspop.com. Get 50% off when you spend $100 or more if you use Tesh50 at checkout. That's Tesh50. Canvaspop.com. Tesh50 at checkout. Get 50% off that order. And you know what Memory Rescue did for me? I just remembered. 
that I mentioned that Jane Kirshner sent us a Facebook page, sent us a Facebook post nice. on, on our page. Uh, and she writes, hey, John, a while back you said that walking upstairs can help you lose a pound a week. How does that work again? So, Jane, finally, here's the answer. And for those of you who may have missed it on our radio show, um, Jane is referring to health intel we got from Dr. James Levine Gibb, who wrote the book Move a Little, Lose a Lot. And he says, we can easily burn an extra 500 calories every day if we just moved more. Unfortunately, the average person, well, we spend up to 56 hours a week sitting yep. in front of the computer, driving, watching TV, yep. watching a laptop, playing video games. This raises our risk for everything, obesity, heart disease, la, la, la. The good news is you don't have to join a gym to burn extra calories. Nope. He says, just do this. Walk up three flights of stairs three times a day. Three flights of stairs three times a day. Levine says if you do that every day, you're on your way to burning up to a pound every week. So you could lose 52 pounds in a year. That's crazy. I mean, it's the, the, the reality is we live pretty stagnant lifestyles. The modern lifestyle is nothing compared to what we're designed to be doing. We're designed to be working fields and out running and finding and hunting food. Like We're, we're supposed to be on our feet basically from the time we wake up until the time we go to bed. Uh, with very little sitting in between, except for for a mealtime. But instead, we spend most of the time sitting and only stand to walk to go get food. Right, right. So, so little changes into in that horrible lifestyle will make a huge difference in the long run. All I mean, taking the stairs instead of the elevator, walking to dinner instead of driving. That those things add up very, very quickly. Um, and and even just you get yourself one of those pedometers, those Fitbits or anything, and 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 track what you're doing. Uh, also improves that because you start to see how little you're actually moving most days. There's nothing There's nothing scarier than wearing a Fitbit on a day that you skip the gym or you're just in right. the office all day right. and you think, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm up like I normally, and you see like 100 steps for the day and that's it. I remember uh, reading, uh, I think this may have been something from uh, from Tim Ferriss's uh, Four Hour Body. I read this thing and I'm like, I come running in to give, hey, Gib, Gib, guess, guess what? I should be working my legs and my hips and my butt more because those are the biggest muscles in my body and I'm going to burn many more calories. He goes, yeah, 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 I've known that for for years. It took me what six decades to to figure this out. So this is what Doctor Levine is is basically saying: is that instead of doing curls and and push ups and and whatever you're going to do, right, right. Uh, isolating the muscles, the biggest muscles in your body are those muscles in your legs and your hips and, yeah. and your buttocks. And and I, so if you work those by climbing stairs, you're just burning crazy calories. Okay, so let's say I do. I weigh two hundred pounds, right? If if I'm if I'm doing a curl, I can't curl more than fifty pounds for a couple of reps, right? If I can curl fifty pounds, but my um, and that's the same amount of actual work burns burns calories to move fifty pounds. Walking upstairs, I have to move two hundred pounds upstairs. Right, those muscles right. have to move the yeah. whole body weight upstairs. Yeah. Well, obviously, that's going to be a lot more weight, and that's going to burn a lot more calories than than doing curls. Yeah, and you can find stairs anywhere. You know, I mean, it's not it's not every business is a ranch. <laughs> But if you, but by the way, I don't think the ranchers are the ones having this problem. Yeah, yeah, it's the it's the office workers, and they and there's stairs at offices. I'm at a ranch house, you know. It's like oh, all, I see. all on one level. I grew up in one of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, you know, I, well, I, I walk I, in and out of the conversation pit. Speaking of um, speaking of uh, working out and performance, I, I, Gib, I've heard you um, when you're working out, especially or when you're working on something, saying, "Come on, Gib." Come on, Gib, like talking to yourself. Oh, yeah. I'm, self, I'm my own hype man. Self, self-talking. Well, um, there's a, a huge study now involving 44,000 people, and it found that positive self-talk, say by telling, yourselves, uh, telling, telling yourself 
what I'm about to tell you, can beat, can tell you to say, I can beat my best time. I can handle anything that comes my way. Um, you, you're more likely to follow through and you actually do better. But you have to use, you have to use this instead of, they're recommending instead of, uh, come on, Gib, which is sort of like you're not doing a good job. It's, it's more positive reaffirming. Mm. So you're supposed to say, you've got this. Right. Yeah. Right. And not, I've got this. No, no, but you've, you've got this. And I read an article recently about, not, well, it was a while ago, actually, but it was about um, Mel Gibson when he was doing Passion of the Christ. You know, they had the worst. They were behind. They were over budget. They the were, star got electrocuted three times. Exactly. It was in Aramaic. It was raining like crazy. Um, and, he, and he kept saying, uh, according to this article, you've got this. You've got this. You know how to do this. Right. He kept saying, right. saying that uh, out loud. So anyway, this uh, one experiment asked participants to play an online game. So some played with only basic instructions to go by, right? The others, they played the game after watching videos that trained them to use this positive self-talk. You've mm. got this. You've got this as a motivational technique. So the people who watched the self-talk videos, they saw the biggest increase in their game scores. Uh, positive self-talk is linked to lowering stress and boosting your can-do attitude. It's why Navy SEALs and top Olympic athletes use this strategy all the time. And who do you know who has interviewed Olympic athletes and world champions? It's me. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'll answer for you. Uh, and I have, I've seen this. Not Tim Ferriss? I've probably seen more um, useful brain hacking in, in ski racing. Yeah. Because you're up there as a reporter, right? You're up there in the start house, mm-hmm. and you see Gerhard Pfaffenbickler or Franz Klammer or uh, or Phil Mayer right before going before a downhill race, where you're basically for two minutes and ten seconds going straight down on a, right. on, a, on a on a course that has been iced down by by a hose the right. night before, right? So there's no there's no there's no fluffy snow mm-hmm. when these guys are skiing, and and that's a lot of what they say. You can see them with their eyes closed, right? So they're doing imaging, mm-hmm. and they're going through the gauge. You can see them moving their hand, and they're saying, "You've got this. You've got this. You're, you're turning left. You're turning right." And it's it's amazing to see how that works. And and a, a sport like that where the difference between world record and not is like a small twitch of the muscle. You know, you're you're letting the gravity oh, do the work. It's it's. You that kind of self talk. Hundredth of a second wins a gold medal. Yeah. Well, how much of our lives do we spend negatively talking about ourselves? Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're like me, I I, I'm in my own head all the time about the things that I can't do. Um, and just think of like, uh, remember you didn't watch this show, but you should. There's a show called Friday Night Lights. Remember that show? Yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. Uh, So uh, it was Kyle Chandler. Uh, it it plays plays uh, Coach Taylor, and it was I I loved that show. But one of the things about that guy was that he coach taylor is that he was um he was a hard coach to satisfy but when he gave positive reinforcement mm-hmm. it like melted everybody on the show you know everybody's always as soon as coach taylor said something positive it was it was a big deal that's your own head you spend a lot of time being your own coach taylor you're hard on yourself all the time having you having your own body say hey you've got this is just is is just as encouraging as coach taylor and let me tell you something coach taylor is very encouraging I, I would pay Kyle Chandler to follow me around and tell me I can do things. There was a guy, uh, there was a big mentor for me at WSM in Nashville back in 1974. His name was Mike Kettenring. He won all these amazing awards in New Orleans in a, in a, in a news um, organization. He was hired in Nashville to sort of turn it around. And I was a reporter at the time. And he would take every piece that we would do, like on the 6 and the 11 o'clock news, and, and, and he would stay up at night and he would critique it. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. write it out and mm-hmm. then distribute it to everybody in the newsroom. It was a big newsroom. Yeah. It was like 40 people in this newsroom. 
And then we would sit, you know, and he would read them out loud. And man, when you got, and he was, and he wasn't just like this, this is terrible. This is terrible. It was like, you know, I got, I got like one or two really good ones and I'll, I'll never forget them. It was yeah. like, there was like what you were, what you were talking about. So yeah. we're all in our own heads being, yeah. being this guy. We're all being that guy. And so turning around and having a day of encouragement for yourself or even a moment of encouragement, it, it, it'll push you. It'll make yeah. you better. Yeah. But there are some times when you just need to clear your head, right? And, and, and meditate and do something that's virtually mindless. That's why some of these video games that are on, on, on your phone. Love it. Um, yeah, I mean, people are saying, you know, you, you do the Pomodoro technique where you work for 25 minutes on something and then, and then just go do something mindless, whether it's cat videos, whatever you want to do for, for five minutes. Now there's another thing that you can do. And even if you don't have the musical talent for this, there are systems now where you can put on headphones and you can set this up, set up, set up this instrument, and you can pipe in your favorite songs and you can play along with them. It's Ooh. drumming. Okay? Oh yeah. So it, and now it's been studied by a neurologist, famous neurologist. It can improve your immune system and your overall health. And I know a lot of people, including our friend Ariel Baghdadi, who who spends two hours a day with headphones on just drumming. And 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 these things are are affordable now. So Dr. Barry Bittman is the neuro- neurologist. He found out. Listen to this. Drummers have higher levels of immune system boosting T cells than people who simply listened to drumming. It also releases, drumming does endorphins. It stimulates alpha waves in the brain. That's what I'm talking about. It's the same thing that the truck drivers have when they're driving for like five or six hours. Those alpha waves were, or when you're in a shower, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It's all, all of a sudden creative stuff just starts coming to you. Um, and they're also associated, these alpha waves, with, uh, with uh, feelings of well-being. Um, and it, it can also calm you down. So in one study, listen to this, blood samples from people who participated in an hour-long drumming session, they found a significant drop in stress hormones, and they had lower blood pressure. I and mean, you used to play drums. I, I, yeah, everybody, everybody's their own drummer when they're, when they're right. on, in yeah. their car with the steering wheel. Yep, yep. But uh, th- does this negate the inherent risk of spontaneous combustion? Oh, you, oh yeah, with the spinal tap, yeah, Joe. Yeah, nice, yeah, nice yeah, job. Thank nice you. Job. Couldn't help yeah, it. Nice um, you no, know, it's incredible. I mean, you you, ha- you have to have something to make up for the fact that you're not, you're all the hearing loss and everything. But get yourself a set of <laughs> get yourself a set of electric drums, or get yourself one of those. Uh, there's apps on the phone where you have to like tap in time. I'll bet you that oh, helps. Yeah. I'll bet you that does the same thing. There are great, you know, for the for the iPad especially. There are some amazing musical instruments that you can download for uh, like nine dollars, and then you can get you can get you can either use the pads on that. Mm-hmm. Or you can get external pads that will that will plug right in, and they're saying that um, it's so therapeutic it can have the same effect as meditation, and the reason is it is meditation. Yeah, music is yeah. meditation. We yeah. got to be honest about that. Yeah. The brain usually operates with either the left or the right side independently, but when you're drumming, this neurologist says you experience something. Ready for this? Called hemispheric synchronization. By the way, that's the name of your new acid jazz hemispheric album. synchronization. <laughs> In which both sides work at the same time of your brain. Scientists Ooh, say Chick Corea album named Hemispheric So you can feel two opposite emotions simultaneously, energized and relaxed. Yeah, this is this is we're at the science fair here. Oh, but, but you know, so drumming is probably one of the easier ones to pick up out of the box and play along with songs. It's a very hard instrument to play well, but it's easy to pick up and play uh, out of the box. Same with same with ukulele. Um, but I feel like all music does this. All music does the hemispheric synchronization. But when you're practicing piano, you're both stimulated and relaxed at the same time, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm that true. way yeah. when I'm practicing. Yeah. So I, I think this is this is incredible. I think uh, get get yourself uh, the 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 uh, 
go get yourself a video game system and play rock band. Rock band's yeah, great. It's, yeah. like, it's, yeah. it's like playing actual drums. So go for it. I'm, I'm a huge fan of this. Yeah, it, it, and you know, I was t- we, Gib and I were talking about this because we're getting ready to go out and do a Christmas tour, and you can find that at uh, teshmusic.com. We'll be out in uh, in a week or so. And um, I w- we were talking about taking the because we, we, we just came from Hawaii. We were going to d- do this song. Is it Meli Kaliki Maki? Is that it? Meli Kaliki Maka. Maka. Uh, and which is, I guess, Merry Christmas, right? It means Merry Christmas uh, to you. Uh, so, and Gibbs going to play it on the ukulele. And we were starting out, uh, and I'm going to play the accordion just because that's goofy. Um, <laughs> but we were talking about how. Just uh, put an accordion patch on your keyboard <laughs> to actually yeah, get an accordion. Yeah, but that's just too easy. Um, we were talking about how we, we originally were doing it in F, and we were talking about doing it in D, which is the lower key, of course, uh, because that's what um, uh, Bob Hope and Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby did because it was like, it's a, just, a, just goofier, mm-hmm. right? Uh, more, of a, more of a guy's thing. And so we were talking about, about transposition, and, and, and so this is just back to the whole drumming thing when you're talking about piano being relaxing. The most amazing thing is if you're playing a song that, that, that you're reading, right? So mm-hmm. you're, you're, read, you're sight reading music, and then you're transposing it into, and, and F to D isn't all that, that, that difficult, but if you're transposing it into from F to like C sharp or something like that, and so you're having to do the math, which you're mm-hmm. really good at, while you're doing that, and that, I mean, it just, it just amps up your brain. And there are musicians that I know that just do that all day, like Alex Lacamoire, who's, mm-hmm. who's the musical director for Hamilton. He can just, he'll just take any of those songs and play them in any key. Yeah, and uh, and and uh, his brain is definitely overhacked. Well, I mean, look, so that that music in general, it is both an analytical and a creative pursuit, and I think that's one of the reasons why it is so good for your brain is this uh, hemispheric synchronization. <laughs> so uh, to uh, to wrap things up here, uh, we we talked about improving your immune system and your overall health by taking up drumming. We talked about how you can uh, improve your performance in any area of your life just by saying. You, you can do it. You've you, got this. You've got this. You've got this. Uh, Jane got her question answered about how walking upstairs can help you lose a pound a week. It's big because of, it's because of the um, the the big muscles um, in your in your backside. And that book again from James Levine was "Move a Little, Lose a Lot." Um, we also talked about if you want to change a new behavior, do it in the morning, right? Oh, of course. Start, yeah. Starting running routine, starting a workout routine, always best to do it in the morning. Yeah, and we also talked about how if you want to stay positive. Um, and, and get the negative thoughts out. One of the hacks we talked about was putting a rubber band on your wrist, and every time you have a negative thought in your mind, what do you do? Snap, you snap, your, you, you snap, snap it on it. your wrist. Yeah. We also talked about the fact that you never should ever send a racy picture because everybody is sharing them. All your or, friends are sharing or may, them. Or just know that they're sharing them if, if that's your thing. <laughs> that's what you're looking for. Sorry, Lenny. Um, yeah. We also talked about um, social facilitation. Which is again? Just it's the idea of doing something with a partner and how much that encourages you to work harder and be more focused while yeah. you're doing it. Or, or even just having a teacher walking around, looking at you and looking at that, that, the other people. Mm-hmm. And then finally, my favorite of uh, of this podcast is the is the turkey drop. Yeah, man. If you don't want to date or if you don't want to date that guy through Thanksgiving, if you don't want to bring him home to the family, drop him with the turkey drop. Just let him know <laughs> you're gone. You're not. You're not. You're not holiday worthy. On the flip side, there's something called cuffing. 
And that's like in the winter when 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 people really want a relationship uh, yes, because yeah, they're yeah, they're yeah. colder and they're not yeah. as you know and they and they sort of feel it's the opposite. It's like I need somebody that I can bring home so people don't ask me questions about it. So this, the turkey it. drop is the opposite of cuffing. I love it. I love it. I love it. So it's been been a great podcast. And uh, tell the folks at if, home how they can. Uh, if you like this show, be sure to tell your friends about it. Of course, rate, comment, and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're we're on all of those platforms. Uh, and, and yeah, let us know, uh, what you think or what topics you want us to cover. You can check us out at facebook.com slash John Tesh. We do a lot of Facebook lives there. So if you want to see what we look like in the studio or on the road, that's the place to do it. Uh, also at John Tesh on, on Twitter, uh, you got me facebook.com slash Gib Gerard or at Gib Gerard on all the social media platforms. And, uh, well, that's Come it. see us live. Come yeah. see us live. TeshMusic.com. Thank you guys for listening.